Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I'm Ebony. I'm Amiri. And today we're going to talk about Pride by Evie Zaboy. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's. You so, um, I came across this story, um, it was, a, it was like maybe two or three years ago, mm-hmm. and it was around a time where I was reading nothing but like slice of life black literature Mm -hmm. and it was shortly after I finished um with the fire on high and I was just like I wonder what this is about because like there were so many retellings of these quote-unquote really great American stories um like Pride and Prejudice with zombies and stuff like that I remember that so (laughs) I was just like I wonder how a black person does it. And so I was reading it and it was phenomenal. It was amazing. I loved every second of it because it wasn't just like the story of these people just with them being black. It's a story of what it was like to be black in this world going through the motions of a story that's similar to it. If that makes sense. That's true. Especially because the original story, Pride and Prejudice, is a very white story. Yes. And it's very, like, the way it was set was, like, such high society. Mm-hmm. Like, the epitome of, like, how do I want to say this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's obviously, it's not a person of color story. Yeah, it's not There are all. no people of color in that story. No, not at all. So, getting to watch it is, like, a, this is a very black story Mm -hmm. even though it is an afro-latino type story but it's a lot different from the retelling or it's a lot different from the original but it's a really good retelling because it does stay really close to the themes and stuff right it made um the pride and prejudice story more relatable yeah it did it made it more down to earth Mm -hmm. because i remember whenever i was growing up and i came across this movie i'm just like oh my god i love it (laughs) (laughs) because it's like it's really plain and boring and there's really not a lot going on in it but the fact that i loved how the the oldest sister Elizabeth was really in love with her family and she really cared about their well-being and she didn't really care that much about love in and of itself and how she did wind up finding falling in love with the most moody guy out there and how they just come together I just really thought that was really cute and beautiful mm-hmm. But I love the way that... It was shown in the book? Yes, I did. So what about this story did you find enjoyable? I really found enjoyable that this was just a straight love story. Mm -hmm. Because when you were like, okay, you're going to read this next. I was like, she's about to get me with another like... (laughs) (laughs) Another fantasy novel. I know she is. Mm -hmm. I like the first one, so she's going to keep feeding them to me. But it wasn't. I was started reading it and I was like, oh my God, this is a love story. Mm Mm-hmm. And I loved how slow of a burn it was because it made it feel so realistic. It wasn't like, oh, I saw him from across the room and I fell in love. It was like, oh, no, I don't like this person. Yeah. And it went to almost the end of the book to where it takes him the whole book to get together. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because a lot of times in shows or movies or books, when the main characters get together in the middle, you're like, oh, nothing else is going to happen. Yeah. I I can pretty much check out at this point. Mm -hmm. But they kind of kept you 
hanging on to every page because you're like, oh my gosh, like when are they going to get together? Yeah, it's like, is it going to happen now? Right, you're like, the book's ending. <laughs> <laughs> because like for Zuri, who is the main character, uh-huh. they also call her Zizi, she does not like the boy across the street. She thinks they are bougie, better than, and she doesn't like anything about them. She doesn't like they have this like giant apartment. She's like, how dare they? How dare they? How dare they come in, renovate an apartment in my hood? (laughs) Like this is not. This Mm -hmm. is my hood. This is how I want the my hood to look, and I want my hood to feel. And they are outsiders, and they're changing the way I feel Mm -hmm. about where I live. Mm And her sister's like, no, he's kind of cute. No, he's so cute. Like, <laughs> all her sisters, her mom, everyone's like, please, go talk to them. And she's like, no, they're ruining everything. And they're like, no, fall in love. <laughs> and I like how, um, what's the boy's name? Darius. <laughs> Darius. He's just like, he's trying to fit in, but he's just, he's, he's so doing bougie. such a bad job at it. Yes. Because, like. I don't know, because they always find each other in the same spots, and she hates it she so hates, much. She's like, why are you here? Yeah, like, whenever he went, I think, to the bodega, mm-hmm. and he was, like, trying to buy something, and she was just like, why are you being rude? And he's just like, I don't know him. Why would I say hi? <laughs> she's like, you're going to get jumped. <laughs> you need to be more polite. He's like, I'm not going to just say hi to just random people. He's like, you're boozy. You don't belong here. Go home. <laughs> like, just another reason why you need to leave. Uh, it was just so, oh, I loved it so much. I, I just love stories and like relationship stories that are just so realistic. Like, I could see myself being like, no, I don't. Why are you here? Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> Especially if you've grown up somewhere, because, like, in the book, it tells you that she's lived in the same apartment, like, her entire life, on the same block. She knows everybody in her apartment complex. She knows everybody who's working down the street. Mm -hmm. All of her friends are in this uh, neighborhood. So, like, this is kind of, like, her own little universe. So, she knows everybody. She knows everything. So, she's so proud of it. And she's like, this is where I'm from. And then to have to watch somebody come in not only move in but like completely like gut out and renovate like the apartment across the street mm-hmm. and then like walk around in top siders and like short shorts yeah like, why are you doing this to me <laughs> but it's like you can kind of see that happening because it's very much like an enemies to lovers arc mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite arcs in a romantic book because it's just like it's realistic to me mm-hmm. i i have met very few people who were like yeah the first time i saw this person i knew i was in love yeah. I've never heard that. And as I'm saying that, my husband will tell you to this day that that was him. <laughs> but, like, other than that, I've never heard anybody be like, oh, yeah, I love them. More likely than not, I hear, oh, no, I did not like this person. Yes. I had to grow to like them. Mm-hmm. Yes, my husband. Yeah, you're always like, like your husband will say that. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the simple. Yeah, the similarities that it has to... Because I never read Pride and Prejudice. Same. Never will. Mm-mm. I'll watch the movie, though. Occasionally. In the movie, <laughs> in the movie, it's just like... I don't know. It's just filled with like this weird social anxiety between these two. And I didn't get that in a book. And I'm grateful I didn't yeah. get that in a book. 
Because I feel like all that, like, tenseness and anxiety and, like, the deep longing stares and, like, the brushing of the fingertip, mm-hmm. it kind of gave, it gave me the ick. Like, I'm just kind of like, I don't like that. And just like, why is it? And it might Oof. just be because it's not of our time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure, like, in the 1800s, like, that was the thing. Like, you wanted to, like, gaze longly at somebody or, like, brush your fingertips and be moody in your garden. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to read about it either. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt nice to read this retelling and it's in a way that made me be like, okay, I can see this happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is realistic. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh. And I like the hints of the Haitian culture, because mm-hmm. the boy is Haitian herself. Mm-hmm. So the way she wove it in there, it wasn't like in your face. Yeah. Because I, I hate when authors do that, when they're like, oh yeah, I'm from Haitian, so my main character, she's walking down the street in her I love Haiti t-shirt. <laughs> Like, it's it's too much. It's kind of just like, oh, her mom. Mm-hmm. No, her dad is Haitian. Mm-hmm. And there's never a point where he's just, like, speaking, like, Creole or they're making this giant display of Haitian food only or they're talking about Haiti. Like, it's just like, yeah, she's half Haitian, half black. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And mm-hmm. you move on with it. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, this is my culture. I'm putting it in your face. I want you to know. Like, it's just, it was very subtle and very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost made me cry because um, it's been a minute since I read it. But doesn't someone die towards the end? Mm-hmm. And like that whole scene was just so beautiful and so moving to me mm-hmm. because like it wasn't just affecting one household; it, it affected the entire, entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, Madrina. Mm-hmm who is the shaman type character like she wears all the white and she has a special beads that like no one's supposed to wear but zuri does wear to the funeral and Mm -hmm. she's like and and i want somebody to tell me to take them off like (laughs) yes and she just like she's always there she does like pray to one of the iwas i cannot remember there's like a type of like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to butcher it because I don't know what it is. So I don't mm-hmm. want to like mislabel anything or like offend anybody, but like, it's some kind of gods. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you say it before. Oh, okay. Um, Arishan. The Arisha? Yes. Okay. The Arisha gods. Okay. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't want to say the whole thing. But until so like it. I'm sure that that is something that is more native to, like, Haitian culture and Islander culture than it is to, like, American. Yes. So it felt nice that, like, that played such a big part in the book, but not to where it overpowered it to where you were kind of like, well, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Like, you just kind of knew. It was like, oh, yeah, she's praying to the goddess of love, which made sense for the story that we're in. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. But her her death was really well written i don't i'm not a crier but i am i love to do who <laughs> no i'm not a crier but i did after i finished reading after her like funeral scene i like kind of stopped and i was like that was really good that was really nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there anything about the book that you didn't like the only thing about the book i didn't like and this isn't even saying anything bad about the book because i thought it was an excellent book 
I did not like Warren's character. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking before this, you were like, no, I mean, he kind of had to do what he had to do for to make it line up with the original Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. But like, I was rooting for Warren at the beginning because oh. I was like, oh, yeah, this is what she wants. Like, he's yes. from her hood and he mm-hmm. can talk her talk and he knows how to treat the bodega man. And he, he like, <laughs> doesn't care that she's like using her mom's like EBT card. He's like, you don't got to worry about that. Like, she could, she feels like she can really be herself. Yeah, she and feels accepted. Exactly. And then to watch, to, know his true motives and it's kind of like foreshadowed in the way that it the book is written because it's always talking about how like his eyes are like lingering on her or like he his hand is like touching her even though she's like said like you know boy get off me blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of little stuff like that and when you find out that he was like taking like nude pictures of minors yeah you're like Warren, <laughs> like, man, I really believed in you. Like, I wanted this romance to bloom because it doesn't seem like she's gonna ever get with Darius. Yeah, I remember reading, um, not reading it, but um, going through it, and I was just like, oh no, this is the bad guy. I didn't even get that until you read the text messages, and I was like, stop it right now. Yeah, because um. He, Warren was the one that kind of went after Darius's little sister, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, bad news. Yeah. And then he also goes after Zuri's little sister. Mm-hmm. Like, sir, he has a type. Sir, little girls. <laughs> yes. And it's so bad. There was another part of the book that I didn't like, and this also doesn't go towards the writing or anything like that. But the scene where Zuri goes to Darius's grandmother's house and the grandmother's treating her so yeah. bad. Like, mm-hmm. it made my blood boil. Because I was just like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And then I felt like a kind of way about Zuri talking to the grandma that way. Just, like, being raised in the South, you know, you're supposed to respect yeah, everybody. To. And I was like, is she talking back to this elderly woman? Yeah. And that's what I love about New Yorkers is that I love how they don't take shit. And I, I aspire. <laughs> You're like, I aspire to be like that. But a part of, but my Southern upbringing yeah. is just like, I'm I will, not happening. I would never. Like, <laughs> I was getting so stressed out, like, reading that, like, exchange between them when the lady's like, you won't talk to me that in my house. And I was just like, do it. Say it. Because I can't. Right. And she's like, I'll talk to you every one way. You don't talk about my family like that. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> obey your elders. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes you just got to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> like, this is one of those times. This is one of those times. You just don't say anything. You just eat the lobster and go home. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, trust and believe, I've been like, and I want something to take home for my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a to-go box? Because I need that. <laughs> my family would love lobster. <laughs> but she was just like, I don't need your bougie food. I don't need your bougie family. And then just, like, leaves. Like, it, she doesn't have a car. She doesn't nope. have a, a way to go anywhere. She but just she's, leaves the house. She's yeah. like, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I don't need your help. And I would have, <laughs> this sounds awful. I would have loved to see what happened if Darius just didn't come out the house. <laughs> like, I can take you home. Like, because you're four hours away from your house. You don't have a car. You've already missed your bus. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, how are, are you, you going to do home? this? Like, what was the thought process, Ari? The thought process was to get the fuck up out of there. <laughs> like, you don't have any money for an Uber. Certainly not a four-hour Uber. Mm-mm. Like, I just have so many questions about where you thought you were going. <laughs> and Aries is just like, listen, sorry about my mom. She's like, why didn't you stand up for me? And he's like, listen. We don't do that. Is. He's like, listen, we don't act like that. <laughs> we 
don't do you that. Don't, like you wild and I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know about this. <laughs> also, something that I couldn't like stop thinking about. Yeah. So towards the end of the book, like obviously Zizi and Darius are gonna get together. And Ainsley and Janae, Janae who is Zizi's sister, Ainsley who is Darius's older brother, they were dating in the beginning. And Darius tells Ainsley, hey, like, she's not good enough for us. So they break up. But by the book, by the end of the book, they're, like, back together. And it doesn't really give you any, like... Details. Details about it. Also, like, I feel like wasn't talked enough about it between Zizi and Darius. Like, once she found out he said that, like, I'd be kind of turned off. I'd be like, oh, for you just saw my loud family coming to your party that we were invited to. And all of a sudden, we're not good enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like that wasn't explored enough after it was, like, dropped. Yeah, that's what I disliked as well. Because I was, like, you... Because, like, in the movie, Pride and Prejudice, whenever that happens, it was, like, they fought about it. They were, like, how dare you? Like, you don't understand my sister. That That's just the way she is. Because um her older sister she's just really timid into herself and she doesn't really express herself very well and the boy that was really interested in her was fine with that but um elizabeth bennett's love interest was just like hey bo i don't think that she's into you like that bro well she's just not into you like other girls are throwing themselves at you but she's not so she you should just, <laughs> just back off. And Elizabeth's like, how dare you? Why she loves him. That? <laughs> she loves him. And, like, in the book, it's just like, yeah, it happens. And it's just like, well, they found their way back yeah, to each other. Like, oh, so well, it didn't really matter. You know, matter. whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But it's like, no, I want to know. Because Zuria has such, like, a feisty attitude and, like, a come fight me spirit that I'm like, and she's so, like, protective of her, of her family. So when you heard your possible love interest say this, you're like, oh, so you broke something because we're not good enough for you? It's like, like another strike against right, you. Right. Like, and it, that was even said in the book. She was like, that's another strike against you. But it's like, you never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to, like, be really mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like it should have been more because of um, how just protective she is in general of everybody in mm-hmm. her family. So I, I did also think that was weird, but it was just like, mm. oh well. Yeah, guess we're like, moving right, on. Next, next. <laughs> guess we're moving on. Um, no, this is like one of my favorite books by Evie. Like I'm reading her other book right now. Mm-hmm. It's called American Street. It's called American Street. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's also about uh, the Haitian culture and everything. And it's more into the Iwas and the um, their religion that they practice, which is like Vudan. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you would like it, but I think you would enjoy it. But we'll have to see. <laughs> Listen, I will read anything. <laughs> like, if, if it has, like, a good enough, like, recommendation, I'll be like, okay. That's good. Yeah. No, but... She, she's good. She's really good. I am glad that you liked Pride. Yeah, I did. It was really well written. And it was like a nice, light, refreshing read. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, I have to read it. Because I'm reading something right now that every time I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, when will this be over? Yes. Okay. 
I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> Listen, because I have so many negative opinions. And it has nothing on the author, nothing on the book. Like, I'm just tired. Yes, yes. Because there are times when I feel like authors don't know how to end a chapter. And I feel like editors sometimes forget to tell the author, like, hey, you kind of repeated yourself, like, five times. Maybe you should take something out. Especially, like, if it's, like, an author who's well-known. Because they're probably like, you know what he's doing. Yeah. But it's well, like, hey... Please stop. Yes. Please stop. Yes. I totally agree. But this book, well written, quick page. It wasn't even 300 pages. Mm -hmm. It took me like all of three days to read it. And I, for this podcast, I mainly read on my lunch break at work. Like I get an hour of lunch. I pull out my salad. Mm -hmm. I prop up my book or my iPad, whatever I'm reading off of. And I read for a straight hour every day. And I usually don't read outside of that Mm -hmm. because I just, I have a lot of things going on always. And I try to read before I go to bed, but I don't want my light to be on in my room. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to bring my iPad into my room. So I'm stuck between me not wanting to budge. (laughs) Yes, I understand. But it only took me three times of opening up this book to read it. It was so quick and it was so good that I didn't want to stop reading. Like there was one day I think I came back late for lunch because I was like, oh, dang. (laughs) Like, like, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's really good and it's really well written. I love a good well written book that seems relatable. Like, I felt like I could be in any of these characters' shoes. Not not the boys, not the Dark Starcy boys, Mm -mm. but any of like the Benavidez girls. I felt like they were such a well-written, fun-sounding family. And I was like, man, I love that. Because it reminds me of my loud, big, exciting family. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can I can see myself here. I would recommend it. I would actually give this like a four and a half out of five stars. Nice. Nice, nice. I do also give it a high score. I think it's just a five for me. <laughs> I always feel weird about giving stuff like the highest score. Because I'm like, what if one day there's a book I'll look better? But in my head, I'm like, you can give more than one thing a five. But yeah. I won't let myself give things five. I'm like, four and a half is good. That's where I'll stop. <laughs> That's funny. No, I love it. I love it. And I think it does have a lot to do with the fact that I just love Pride and Prejudice. Because, like, the fact that... It's like two things that go together but conflict so often. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea of loving, falling in love with somebody who is totally against everything that you believe in. Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting and fun to me. It is. It's fun to watch play out. Mm -hmm. Because it's like Romeo and Juliet, but nobody dies. Right. And better. Mm -hmm. Because Romeo and Juliet is trash. (laughs) And like, I stand beside this so firmly. I do not like Shakespeare. And it is because the first thing I was introduced to was Romeo and Juliet. Same. Romeo and Juliet is awful. And we have to stop making ninth grade children read it. Because you either get people like me who end up just hating Shakespeare mm-hmm. and hating like that whole like middle English type literature, mm-hmm. or you get ninth graders relating to these awful characters. And believing that it's good to die. For right. Somebody. You're like, yeah, that's my ride or die. Not me. Would never. No, I would not die for anybody. No. Mm-mm. I'll barely ride for you. Barely <laughs> ride for you. Like. Like, I'll drive the getaway car for, like, a mile or two, and then, like, when I see the cop cars, I'm like, you have to get out. I I, I thought I could do this, but I can't. I'm going to have to be at home. Like, I'm, I'm going to be waiting for you to come back. Like, if you make it back, great. If you don't, I get it. Like, that is just, I'm not going to be there. Because mm-hmm. I will tell. I will snitch on both of us. <laughs> oh, God. But like, I have always been a snitch. I'll mm-hmm. die a snitch. It is what it is. No. 
I'll, I will definitely keep a secret. <laughs> I'm not telling. Nope. I can't. I literally can't. It's like, I'm sorry. It's in the corner. I it, it will literally eat away at me. And, like, I'll get up one night and be like, okay, I'm going to go turn myself in. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good run, guys. <laughs> I made it this far. It's longer than I thought it would. <laughs> no, but, this, um, is, this is good. This is a good book. It is a good book. And you know what else is good about this? You don't have to watch the movie to understand the book. Mm-mm. Like, I, I've seen Pride and Prejudice. Everybody, every girl has seen Pride and Prejudice. Yes. It's like the ultimate, like, romance movie. Mm-hmm. Besides the notebook. But, <laughs> like, it's just, I haven't seen it in a couple years. And I was going to rewatch it, but I was like, I don't need to. It's I, not needed. I completely understand this book without having to watch, like, what it's based off of. Mm-hmm. And I like that because I don't like having... To go back and consume other media to understand what I'm reading. Exactly. Which I feel like we would have to do for the beloved. Yeah, well, that's the whole reason why I pitched it. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time we bring up beloved, I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, listen, and I love Toni Morrison. I love Toni Morrison. The Bluest Eyes is one of my favorite books. And I rave about this book all the time. And it makes me look so crazy that I was like, let's read Beloved. <laughs> but The Bluest Eye doesn't have a movie. And Beloved does have a movie. <laughs> and I was like... Listen, we can compare and contrast. The blue side is also like this big. Like we could have finished it in a day. <laughs> like every time we bring this up, oh my God, that is so dumb. Why did you do this? It's really funny that you bring it up because I um got you the Rel Red Black Girl book. Mm-hmm. And in that book, one of the recommend um recommended books that a Rel a well read black girl should read is The Blue Side. <laughs> And you know what? It's a great book. It's one of my favorite books. It like explores like colorism and racism and just like growing up like poor and black in the 30s like so well. Mm-hmm. And it's so heartbreaking, but it's so good and it's so well written because everything Toni Morrison writes is so well written. But Beloved is like a chore. I have literally been trying to read this book for the past decade. Mm-hmm. And I did not include this when I told you about this because I knew you would want to read it. I don't want to read it. I still don't want to read it. It's funny because, like, I remember um, whenever I finished uh, The Untelling, Mm -hmm. uh, I went into my creative room and I looked at my bookshelf and I'm just like, well, dearest beloved, I guess I could pick it back up. But why? (laughs) Why would you? Exactly, because, like, I feel like there's no point in picking it back up because I know you're not going to finish it. No, I'm not. It's just going to collect dust. It's a joke. It's a joke. (laughs) It's a joke, Ebony. But it's one of those books that before I leave this world, I'm going to read. Uh It is just so hard. And it's not like it's written bad. And it's not like it's over. It's not, it's not, it's not poorly written. The themes are hard to digest. (laughs) I was about to say, come on. No, no, no. no. It's beautifully written. In my original copy, the first, but you know I only make it to chapter five. (laughs) Highlighted everywhere. Starred everywhere. But it's, the themes are so hard. Okay, so as I was reading, we can just talk about it. As I was reading the (laughs) Beloved, I got, I think I got to um, chapter 10. And I was just... (laughs) I was, I I wouldn't highlight anything because for one I just don't do that. Right, I was like, well, you don't do that anyway. The se- for a second, I was just I was confused about everything. I had to keep rereading. Like, did I really just read that they were having sex with animals? Yeah, plot twist, they were. And I was just like, why? But there's also some really nice stuff in there. 
Where? Hold in on. your first trip? Yeah. <laughs> I had to whip out my I knew I'd be talking about it with you, and I didn't want you to be disgusted in my book. <laughs> it's in the first chapter. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. It. Her past had been like her present, intolerable. And since she knew death was anything but forgetfulness, she used a little energy left for, for pondering color. And I thought that was really nice. It's it's like written so pretty, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then there's a part where she talks about how, like, death is easy. Oh, no. Was it hard? I hope she didn't die hard. Seth shook her head. Soft as cream. Being alive was the hard part. And I read that, I was like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> And keep in mind, both of these things were before page eight, <laughs> because I I usually stop around page nineteen. Oh my God. Because this is a very like, and I really think that if say we were like forty years older than we are now, so uh-huh. in our sixties, mm-hmm. this would be an easier read because a lot of the things in this book we can't wrap our heads around because we've not been exposed to this kind of life. That's true. That's true. Like. It, it was like, cause um, I remember, okay, I remember getting to the part where um, Seth had ran away from mm-hmm. home, but she was pregnant. I think with the child that is alive, mm-hmm. and she came across this white woman who was just staring at her with swollen feet. She couldn't walk anymore. She was crawling on the floor, and the white woman was just staring at her. Calling her the N-word and being like, oh, you really made it somewhere, didn't you? And I'm just like, lady, can you, like, help her? Like, she's dehydrated, about to die, and you're just staring at her, talking about some, oh, not far from home. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> you really made it somewhere. But it's like, because this is set, like, post-Civil War, like, it's in Reconstruction, so it's set, like, in the 1880s, 1890s, it's like, that makes sense for the time. And I feel like had I been born, I was born in 95. So had I been, mm, it might be, need to be a little older. Had I been born like in the 40s? Yeah, there you go. I'd be like, oh, okay. I can see, you know, this is how I grew up, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. You know, post, not post, pre-desegregation. Yeah. We're- like still in Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. But however, because I was born in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I'm also born in like the generation of like, tolerance we tolerate everybody and everything yeah that this the themes in here don't make sense to me i'm like why would people act like that yeah i've never seen a person act like this i remember one day like i was at work with amazon and i was carrying these big heavy boxes to the school but i couldn't park in front of the school because like they were letting kids out right so i had to park over by like the dumpsters i grabbed these two big boxes I'm struggling because they're very, very heavy, and, like, I'm waddling over to the front door, and there is this woman that is standing there talking with a parent, just watching me walk up, not offering to open the door or anything because you have to get buzzed in or swipe your badge. So I'm over here, like, struggling to get the door open, like, trying to put it on this cart, but the cart's moving away, and she's just watching the whole thing happen. I was so (laughs) angry. I was just like, I understand that I am a public 
servant, but you can help somebody out when they're struggling. But she is a teacher is also a public servant. Yeah. So, so why weren't you like, hey, listen, I will. I work at a school. Mm-hmm. I work at like a a Christian school at a private school, mm-hmm. and I open those doors for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whatever my badge will let me open, I'll open it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're supposed to be here. I'm yeah. sure. Like, what's the point of you coming in through the gates and doing all that if you're not going to, like, if you're coming in here doing malicious? Exactly. It's just like. Just just help somebody out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Beloved Bassard. Yeah, it was, it's a, it, it's rough. And, like, when I tell you, I have, I didn't tell the 70 when I was pitching the book. <laughs> so. <laughs> I came up, I don't know how this turned into a beloved episode. (laughs) It was needed to be done. They needed to know. They needed to know how I duped you. (laughs) So I came across beloved the first day that I moved into campus at Texas Tech when I was fresh 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I just turned 27, just so we all know the the age gap right now. (laughs) And... So I come on campus and I have in my hand this list of like books that everybody should read. And I was going to like, I was taking creative writing class. I thought I could be a writer one day. I was like, so I need to read it. Mm-hmm. Beloved was on top of the list. Beloved was also like being like demonstrated. Like they're like, come and read this book. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so I buy the book mm-hmm. and I run in my dorm. I'm going to read this book before class starts because mm-hmm. it's really not that it's not a huge book. Like I don't even think it's three hundred pages. It's not. It's not. It's just it, like it's just hard to get through. Like the rape, the bestiality, the. <laughs> You're making me sound awful. Because <laughs> I remember, like, whenever we first started, I was. I remember specifically telling you, I'm like, okay, we need to make a list of things of, we don't want to read. Yeah. And I said, and it, it, we said trauma porn. Yes. And we said, all right, we won't do it. And then I recommended Beloved. <laughs> and I was like, just like, I see the air of my waist and I am publicly <laughs> apologizing to you for making you, number one, buy this book. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, I can go ahead and buy it. And it was so cheap. It was like $9 for a hardcover. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, hello, I'm up my alley. And then you realize why it's taking me almost 10 years to read this book. Mm-hmm. And like a part of me just out of spite, just so I can be like, I finished the book and you couldn't. And I'll be like, great. I, and, <laughs> and I, I, I won't finish the book. <laughs> like, Props to you. Because yeah. I remember like people, because like there is a movie about it and people are just like, oh my God, it's so great. It's kind of scary. And I was just like, what? And I kind of understood yeah like like the dead scary baby grandma yeah and i was just like yeah because they call the grandmother baby for whatever reason it's because there's also a dead baby yeah which so that haunts the house right so i was just like "Mm." and like i didn't understand because like whenever seth like shows up it was like one of the sweet homeboys Mm -hmm. at her door and like so they just like decided to have sex but apparently it was very bad sex but whenever he was like trying to hit on her and like fill her up or everything the house decided to wanted to do the waking hour and he just like grabbed the table and started swinging around the kitchen and I was just like okay so how much of this is actually happening I'm I'm just confused about what's actually going on right now it's really confusing and like remember 
because like we decided to read this we were having like easter brunch at your house and mm-hmm. our husbands are there they're like like the movie mm-hmm. that oprah movie yeah and we're like yeah and they're like mm-mm no. Mm-mm. And it's so Mm-mm. funny because every time they bring up Oprah, I'm just like, she was an actor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, that did happen. Like, and if I wanted to do something along this route, I should have suggested The Color Purple. And I would have said, no, thank you. And then we could have moved on. And I, I, I wouldn't be having to make an apology on an episode not about Beloved. <laughs> this is not a public apology. <laughs> I am sorry, Ebony. It's okay. We all forgive you. You know what? I might read it. I just might keep it in my work bag. Just whenever you have nothing else to read. Right. Because my, my book schedule is pretty heavy right now. <laughs> but, like, maybe I'll keep it by my bed. Or I'll keep it by my bathtub. See, and I just open this up, and there's, like, a slur. And I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was... Because, like, that's the number one thing that will turn me off of a book. Even, like, if it's by a black author. And, oh, this like, wasn't even a black person slur. This was like a homophobic slur. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. This. I hate that word too. Like, like, and I just happened to open it. I was like, oh no. I was like, I'm gonna read this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> but it looks so good on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, it goes with all the other red books. You it got. does. It's not even on my red book part. It's on like a different part. But like, it's so pretty. And people are like, oh my god, beloved. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I am well read. I am so well read. <laughs> Have you ever met a well read black girl? It's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we are off the tracks. We anyway, <laughs> bringing it back, uh, you and everyone and your friends should definitely read Pride by Evie Zoboy because it's so good. It is it's good. so good. Unlike Beloved. <laughs> you it's, should also like our page on Facebook. Yes. Yes. Um, I will start adding that to the links in Spotify and whatnot. And while you're on the page, leave us a list of books that you would want us to read. And if you read any of our books that we've already read, um, tell us how you think about it, what you like about it. If you didn't like it, let us know. We would love to have a conversation we, with you. We love any kind of feedback. My dad actually listens to our podcast. Yeah. Like, he's, like, started to, like, binge them. Mm-hmm. And he'll, like, leave me little notes, like, when I talk to him. And so he's like, yeah, I just finished the podcast, um, Passing mm-hmm. in The Vanishing Half. And he's like, yeah, but you guys, you know what you should have talked about? Imitation of Life. Mm. And I was like, dang. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. I wish I would have known that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are so many books um, about. That's true, because I have, like, two more, like, in the back of my mind that I read this year. So, hey, it's always a possibility that we'll read it. That's true. We can always, like, come back. Yeah. Part two of Passing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys for coming and listening to another episode of Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I'm Ebony. And I'm Amiri. And hopefully we'll hear from you by the next episode. Bye. Guys, have a good night. Bye.